Stay tuned, stay tuned, stay tuned. I'm here with Bachman, the coach, John Byrne Bachman. I'm here with the vet, Griffin, in Griffin. What's up, man? Man, it's James Bond season. Can you believe this stuff? It's kind of crazy. Now, you just saw it. I haven't seen I it. I did. So, so I, I will not re reveal any spoilers in this. I would love to, but uh, I don't think that's right. Uh okay. It's two hours and 43 minutes. I loved it. My wife said she didn't like it. No? And, no. She says it was too going this way and this way and this way. That's James Bond. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that, that was two hours and 43 minutes, and I loved it except for the ending. And uh, But it is what it is. So, uh, uh, all right, so today we're talking about James Bond. And uh, the one unique thing about Daniel Craig, and I didn't realize this. I did a lot of research here the other day on this is um, unlike all the other James Bonds, all the other James Bond movies with the characters of either Daniel Craig, Sean Connery, Pierce Bronson, Roger Moore, George Lansbury, and uh, Timothy Dalton, all the other James Bonds, they did a movie and it was a book closed and it moved on. They never discussed the females before it and all this other stuff where when you get into to Daniel Craig's five that he did, every one of them tie the female from the, pre the previous mm -hmm. one into it. So it's oh. kind of unique. It, it's a kind of a, it continues to build. So anyway, so yeah, so we're going to talk James Bond today for a few minutes. And uh, That's, this is nuts because my dad was a huge James Bond fan and I never really was, but I, I really wasn't when I got older, but when I was a kid, I had to watch a lot of them because he loved yeah. it. He loved James Bond and he loved John Wayne. So got a lot of that growing up. So I bet my list would be a little bit older than yours probably. Yes. Yes. So we're going to talk about our favorite James Bond movies and we're going to talk about our, but first we're going to start out with our favorite James Bond characters and, um, and we just ranking them how, how we want. So I'll let you start out. You go ahead, coach, however you want to do it. Don't matter to me. So. I know this is going to go all the way back, but from a, a, a character, let me just give you a couple of characters. They're actually my favorite one are from the same movie, to be honest with you, from uh, from Russia with Love. I love, and, and you know, I can remember the, how beautiful Daniela Bianchi was when I was a kid. She played Tatiana Romano, mm -hmm. uh, Romanoff, excuse me. And I thought, oh my God, she was so beautiful. Even when I first saw this as a kid, and then when I saw it, you know, later on as, as an adult, I thought, my gosh, she just had this absolute beauty. Uh, also, one of my my other favorite characters was um, was the Russian, uh, gosh, I hope I remember the name correctly, um, Rosa, Rosa Kleb. Mm -hmm. She was awesome in the movie. It was like the acting that she had, she kind of reminded me an older at that time of, um, Oh, I can't. Uh, Barbara Streisand. It was kind of crazy, yep. but anyway, that was a couple of mine just throwing off the top of my head of, of favorite characters. Of course, not talking about James Bond at all. So uh, I'll say with the characters um, from Russia with Love, that there's a there's a total of, and I didn't write them all down. There's a total of 104 villains that he's fought and killed. Spectre, and right? uh, say again, uh, the, the organization was called Spectre, right? Spectre, yeah. Wow. So. But for more Russia with love, I can't think of the guy's name. I can see him right now, but he is the number one. He was the number one kill of considered the number one villain of all time. Robert uh, Shaw. 
Was that yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, Robert Shaw. No. He was considered the best adversary of the number one kill of all time uh, <laughs> in there. So that's kind of cool. And, you know, there's been some characters with the guy, uh, I think he's called Hit Hat or whatever, the guy with the hat. You had Jaws. You had all those characters. And, then, of course, you had the ladies with Barbara uh, Bach in there, Ursula mm -hmm. Andrews. And, of course, you had the colorful names that any young boy would love. And now, in today's times, politically politically correct people would go to town on, you know, with uh honey rider or, or pussy galore or whatever, you know, so there's some, so a lot of great things in there. Some just, you can tell it was written by a guy for sure. Ian Fleming. Oh, poor thing. Yeah. And, um, but there, there's a lot there. So I, I think we need to cover who first let's cover our James bonds, who we liked and who we didn't think too much of and all this other stuff. You know, well, and, uh, the, the actual James Bond himself. I mean, to me, yeah. it's the classic Sean Connery. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I know you and I had a little bit of a conversation. And so growing up with I did with my dad, he was not a big Roger Moore fan just because it was like it was almost like he was taking Sean Connery's job. But yes. me growing up, getting to see the Roger Moore movies to me when they were coming out, I actually liked Roger Moore. So. I actually, this is going to be kind of weird. I actually like Sean Connery the most, probably Daniel Craig and then Roger Moore. I mean, that's wow. kind of the way I like him for me personally. So for me, I remember being, we were the same age group roughly, you know, and uh, I remember HBO was being big. And so you saw the Roger Moore ones uh, at that time. I would go to my grandmother's house and see them. But as I look back, there's some periods I didn't really watch much of. I didn't really watch much of Timothy Dalton movies. Mm. Only two of them. And, um, but I really love Daniel Craig, man. I'm just telling you, and I'll tell you why here in a second, but I like, I ranked him number one. I ranked Sean Connery number two. And then I ranked Pierce Bronson number three, wow. because in his first movie that Pierce Bronson came out with Goldeneye, yeah, I watched it. I said, Oh my God, we put the respect back in James Bond because that one, he knocked it out of the park. He had the charisma. He had the swagger. I mean, and, and he looked like him. And then after that, I ranked Roger Moore and then Timothy Dalton and, and then George Lansby, which I, I he only did one. But And I've heard high claims of actually Timothy Dalton. I just never really watched but bits and pieces of him. With Roger Moore, the one thing that I felt, though, with Roger Moore, it almost as if they were striving to push the punchline more than the character yeah. with Roger Moore. Now I got to talk about Daniel Craig because golly, when I first watched the first movie he came out with casino, uh, uh, Royale, I was like, Holy shit. In the first 10 minutes, I was sold. I like, cause they changed James Bond to an assassin right. and they explained what it took in a lot of Daniel Craig's movies. They explain what it, is to be James Bond, what it took to be James Bond. You got to kill two people, da, 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 da. And you didn't get that before. You didn't know that. You just knew that, hey, this is 007, you know. And so I, I like that because it told, and you got to kind of get behind the curtain with Daniel Craig. And that dude's a badass in, in the shows, you know. So anyway, that's just me and on all that there. So, uh, but I love Sean Connery. Uh, I've heard a lot of commentation about him, about people that worked with him said he 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 was a good looking guy he was a strong looking guy 
he wasn't the most smartest guy is what I heard. Although he doesn't portray that he portrays that he is intelligent. So, you know, which is good acting, I guess. So, you know, I don't know. So, uh, uh, so we got to talk about the movies a little bit. We're not going to go through all of them. We're just taking like a top 10 or, or top five, whatever you want to do, or which ones that struck a chord with you the most, yeah. I, I will say, I would well, say. I would tell you one. Um, and like I said, my, my dad, when I was thinking about this, it really brought me back to my childhood. Um, I will remember this. There's kind of, when I was talking to top five, I kind of just threw them all together, but I say one of my favorite five was Goldfinger. I love the a martini shake it, not stirred. It's like that famous line. <laughs> And that was like one of the first ones that I actually saw. And if I remember correctly, there's a there's a a, a scene in there where there is a woman that is totally gold na naked. Yep. And you're talking about the 21st century, how people would deal with, you know, the word pussy, this and that or whatever. This was in 1964. Yeah. And there was a pretty much a totally nude woman. Maybe there was some a bikini on, but it was painted gold, too. So it made it look like. Her body, um, and I remember that as a kid, going, "Wow, this was back, you know, even before, the, the, you know, the late seventies, early eighties, when I saw this, that this was, uh, that she was, you know, painted up gold like that. So that was really weird. But that one and, and from Russia with Love, it, to me, kind of go together. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, one, you know, from Russia with Love was, you know, about a year before, I believe. But yep. just that time period, Sean Connery being. Uh, the way he was, it was a cold world, you know, the cold world was going on in, in, in one of the two, it was, I mean, I'm sure it was from Russia with love. I mean, they kind of go together to me, but there was a whole lot of action scenes in there that I'm thinking, man, they did a whole lot of crazy action scenes back in the sixties. Now, when you think of James Bond, you think of everything exploding and all these crazy scenes of chase and all that, but from Russia with love and Goldfinger to me are kind of the two. And I think the old school James Bond, what I remember. So kind of crazy in my top five, I have Goldfinger number three and I got from Russia with love number five. The thing I say about Goldfinger of all the scenarios that's been done with James Bond, and there's many of them and some of them could be true and some of them are okay. That's so far fetched. It's never going to happen. Right. The Goldfinger scenario with the Fort Knox, that's a real scenario. That's a scenario that could happen. Don't put me on the terrorist watch list. I ain't paid nobody. I'm just telling you that's a scenario that, it could happen, man. You're just like, wow, who thought of that? You know, and uh, it, it's just real to me. So on that part there, and uh, but I thought it was done good with uh, with the Goldfinger. You talk about the girl in the Goldfinger that was painted gold, you know, in uh, the Quantum of Solace with Daniel Craig. They did the same thing with oil. They, they, they had her killed off and she was in oil, you know, mm -hmm. uh, completely black with oil. And uh, so uh, I, I I do like the fact that the newer Jane Spawns pay a little homage or, or, or do some little quirks with the old stuff. They they, they kind of refer back. They, they hit those little marks and such. But I think Goldfinger, I told you I ranked it number three. I ranked number uh, from Russia with Love, number five. I ranked Dr. No uh, as number four because that's with Ursula Andrews and – I mean, it's just an iconic scene. And that was the first one that, you know, that we got to see on TV really was Dr. No. We didn't know what to expect when we saw that. That's the first one we get to hear from these great books from M. Fleming. Mm -hmm. uh, one that I have close to it, those six, was GoldenEye, which was Pierce Bronson. Now, like I said, he, hmm. he to me, he opened up some script on that. And that was number six. But uh, 
I like those 61, 62, 63, 64 era James Bonds. I just, I agree. I think they put a lot of time in trying to do the action. And and they had cool cars all the way through this thing. I mean, yes. Aston Martins. Mm. Uh, I got a thing pulled up that Aston Martin DB5. Hell, it was on. I just watched it last night and the new one. It's in the new one. Uh, he has a couple of different Aston Martins in there. Uh, but. The DB5 has been in like five or six freaking James Bond movies, you know? And I mean, how can you go wrong with that gorgeous car and, and a couple other Aston Martins too, to be honest. He, well, he He's used Mustangs, he's used Lotuses, and he's used a little bit of everything. You know, uh, they even used a Ford Fairlane, the big old Ford Fairlane. But who cannot love an Aston Martin when it comes out, you know? I mean, yeah, exactly. And the chase scenes are always – you know, to me, that's that's James Bond. But hey, we're going back before I go. I hate to go back and forth with this, but with yeah, in Goldfinger, I mean, you couldn't. Who in the world came in and said we're going to put somebody's name Pussy Galore? Because yeah. Honor Blackman, she was beautiful as an older woman, even at that time. Yeah, but that name, that was crazy yeah. for that time. You think this is the mid '60s? This wasn't you know 2010. So well, what I would like to do is, and I've never read any of the books. I would like to. I would like to get the book and see if that's what he named her originally. Oh, yeah, exactly. Or if that was a script change, you know, or something like that to kind of beef up the persona or something, you know, in the show. I'd like to know if that's really in the book, you know. And uh, and I, I've, I've heard a lot about him. Flynn. I just never read his books, but I heard that he was with the British intelligence in a piece in World War II and things of that nature. So he had some commonality in what he wrote about, you know. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. I guess I'll give you some more of my top five. Of course, I uh, from Russia with Love and Goldfinger. Um, Casino Royale to me can might be my all time favorite. And I the hate new to say one, that. huh? The one with Daniel Craig in it. Yes, absolutely. Yes, uh, to me that's just. I mean, I'm on the edge of my seat even when I watch it now, and I've seen it. Uh, but I also have Doctor No. It, to me, it was probably one of the more humorous ones because I remember it mm -hmm. just being kind of humorous. It was funny, yeah. and and, uh, and a lot of James Bonds they had you know you know maybe funny you know scenes at a time or maybe witty more than funny. Yeah. But I remember Doctor No being very humorous. And then my last one that I throw in there is, and I, it might just be because, like I said, I grew up at the time that I did with you know with Roger Moore. But for your eyes only, was in nineteen eighty eighty one, I was probably ten or eleven years old, and it was played a lot. And I can remember yeah. a lot about that movie, and. I saw it again, you know, maybe seven or eight years ago, and I still love the movie. And it's probably not in most people's top five for sure. But for me, it was one that's kind of the time period of when I was growing up. I love that it was, you know, the British was involved in it and in foreign waters and these superpowers were doing these things. I think just because of my love of history, even at a young age, I think it was one that I enjoyed the plot as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, for me, my top two, I, I had to fight because uh, Casino Royale is number two. Oh, man. And, I, that meant, and it was hard not to put it number one. And the one I put number one is Skyfall with Daniel Craig. Wow. Have you seen that, Skyfall? I have, but I, I'll be honest with you. I haven't seen it all. I saw the you, second You got to watch it all because it tells you who he is. It hmm. tells you where he came from, which none of them would ever do that. And it also tells you about him and who she is. And I, and I was just like, this is the story. This is the, they hit it out of the park. Some I've seen some people rank it like 12 or whatever, but it tells you who James Bond is, how he became, how they got him, how they got him in there. And uh, 
and uh, at, you know his younger upbringing. It shows where he was raised at, and you're just like, wow. Now you know why he's what he is after seeing this. And uh, I just think it's a done well movie. And even in the the scene of the uh, where she's in the parliament testifying, and they're all badging her about the MI6 and everything else, and thinking it's irrelevant. And the dude's about to bust in there and shoot. James Bond's running down the road. And all I can think is, dude, Billy Badass is coming to save the day right now is all I can think about. Because that's what he's doing. He's running there as fast as he can. And they say he's old. And they say he's washed up. And then the bad guy comes in and shoots. And in walks James Bond. Freaking shoots freaking couple fire extinguishers to discharge and make it look like smoke. And he takes care of business. You know, and he saves the day. And he, I mean, he, he prolongs the day. Let's say that. And uh, it, it's just, it's so fitting. And, and it's everything James Bond is supposed to be, you know, it's a build up, build up, build up. And then it has a climax, but in the latter ones, they have a climax and they go to another build up. But I just think it's a great show because you learn who James Bond is where you never knew it before. And uh, so I like it. And, uh, but uh, the other thing I'll say is, uh, you know, there's so many things that James Bond brought in, to, you know, shaken, not stirred, you know, any witty comment with a young lady, how to walk into a room debonair, you know, let's fix our cuffs, you know, and all those things like that, that, you know, or even dealing with penny money, just how he talks with penny money. Everything's an innuendo, but everything's not so bad. It's just cute. You know, it's not vulgar. It's just an innuendo. So well, I don't know. Another thing I was thinking about, and we didn't even discuss this, what other movies um, are, are, you know, this was, a, you know, James Bond was a continual thing for, you know, what, 50 years now. Yeah. Uh, so what other movies can you think of that maybe Bond, James Bond movies inspired? And I can think of three that this came up to, on the top of my head. I mean, it was actually kind of when you were talking. I can think of like Indiana Jones, mm -hmm. uh, the Born Identity movies. Yes. Uh, maybe something like... Uh, Mm, the Mission Impossible stuff, but yeah. you know that inspired. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, it it just kept coming, kind of like the Indiana Jones and Mission Impossible just kept coming. Now we have Fast and Furious, what thirty six? <laughs> I just watched Fast and yeah. Furious nine the other day, and I'm like, this needs to stop. It really needs yeah. to stop. But you know, what do you think about that? That how it inspired others to continue, and even the public wanting to have you know another movie, a sequel come out. So I, I think. Um... Well, I'll talk on the, the Bond thing here in a second because anyway, the but I think definitely the Born Identity and the Born Identity one was Born Identity took it to the dark side. So you didn't yeah. see all the and uh, where I think it definitely inspired that. And when I saw Born Identity, like, yes. But when I saw Daniel Craig, he's just short of that. I mean, he's very close to into that arena side of it. Yeah. Um I will say with the no time to die, they said, you know, I, I know everybody's read the news about the parts that uh, it'll be Daniel Craig's last movie and all that. That's been posted so much. And uh, that uh, they'll wait a year and then they'll, they'll discover out how to do a new bond. And I'll talk more offline on that because if you watch it, uh, I don't want to give anything away, but there's a couple of things in it. They touch on some things because they kind of give you some take on what a, a different 007 will be like and things of that nature in there. And then the ending is just, uh, I don't even know. I mean, 
first. One thing I'll say is if you think about with uh, you had the years of Sean Connery and then you had Roger Moore in between and then you had some more Sean Connery and Roger Moore, there really wasn't a lot of years of breaks in there, to be honest. You know what I'm right. saying? Uh, I think it might have had like two years of a break at the most. And they, they just kept coming and kept coming and kept coming. And then they started getting longer on the breaks. And we thought it was done after Pierce Bronson. Then they got this guy out of nowhere, Daniel Craig. To me personally, I think that's who should be the next James Bond. Is some guy we don't even know who the hell he is. It's just yeah. that guy. But anyway, so that's just my thought. So, but go ahead, coach. I'm sorry. Oh, no. I mean, I just think wrapping this one up is it's something that, you know, this started in the early 60s. Uh, what was 63? Is that the first one? 60, uh, 62. 62. 62. Now we're in we're almost 2022. So we have what, 60 years of films almost. Yeah. Um, there's not many things in the in the history of cinematography and, and history of, no. of movies that are anywhere close to this that I can think of. Uh, there's usually, you know, there might be a. Uh, you know, Raiders of Lost Ark, the Indiana Jones things and all that for a number of years for, you know, what, eight or 10 years. But we're talking six years when we're talking about different stars and different characters and different things. But it's kind of cool that the one thing that I was thinking about wraps it kind of together is that same kind of, uh, you know, spies, the world, you know, uh, chasing, you know, it, it's kind of like the born identity and, and, um, and the, uh, and the Bond movies and Indiana Jones always have that falling. If somebody's going to almost die, but don't die, you know, that a lot of movies nowadays kind of take it too far. I think with like the matrix and, and uh, what's the Keanu Reeves. Uh, so he gets shot at 635 times and never gets hit. Yeah. Um, yeah. What movie is that? Um, uh, oh, John Wick. Yeah. John Wick. I mean, they're just, it's, it's almost like it's too unreal. But I think back to the Bond movies, it, they always seem to be, like you said on one, you know, specifically that it could possibly happen. And I yeah. think a lot of the movies today, they've gone so far as like, come on, man. Like when you watch Fast and Furious 9, which we showed it to the inmates last week for their, their eight weeks, there were guys that are going, man, this this is whack. This can't even close. This couldn't even close to happen. Well, with, with, you know, with the Bond movies, I always thought, you know, this is possible. Well, I will say this is uh, no time to kill the, the newest one. Uh, there was a partner, and I go, damn, only James Bond knows how to hit anybody because the rest of them mother flippers can't hit shit. No time to die. You know, none of the rest of them can hit anybody, but James Bond, he can hit really good. You know, the rest of them, 50 shooting at him couldn't hit shit, you know. <laughs> Yeah, oh, after they killed John Wick's dog and he killed everybody in the head with a with a forty five, I thought, okay, this this is kind of crazy. Nobody can even yeah. shoot him. But I never felt that way with the Bond movies. I always thought, you know, it's kind of on the edge of your seat. Is it going to be? You know, you know, it could just felt like it could happen. And you know, so more, a little bit more realistic in some of the crazy movies that we have today. Yeah. So, well, man, this has been good, and uh, and I will say, no time to die is what it's called. Not no time to kill. I gotta see and it. You got to go see it. It is worth it. It's two hours and 43 minutes. I loved every bit of it. It's like at Dr. the last Chicago. five minutes. Yes, Dr. Chivago. <laughs> My mom see that movie as a kid, and I want to kill myself at the age of like six. We saw it together, I think, in Longview with the church group. Oh, my group. God, that is true. Didn't we all yes. go? There was like an intermission. It was so long. Yes. I wanted to run off into traffic. 
I I liked it because I I've never been around snow and I'm like <laughs> snow, you know. <laughs> Hey, Vet, before we go, I have to tell you, I've had this vision. My mom making me go to the movie, but I totally forgot that was the church. The Nazarene church took. Isn't that yeah. right? Everybody went in. Mom and my mom. I never. I it, no, no your mom, mom took us, and it was you and I were the only boys, and it's like five uh, girls that went, yeah. it, you know. So, yeah. I always think about that as one. I think that's where my uh, younger life anxiety started at Dr. Chivago and Law. <laughs> 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 oh man, yep. That was a classic, though. We were just yeah. too young to appreciate it, you know. Yeah. Very too young to appreciate. It. Well, right. hey, let us know what your James Bond's favorite is, or hey, if you don't like Daniel Craig, let us know. Or if you don't like Sean Connery, who don't like Sean Connery, you know, or yeah. you don't like Roger Moore, let us know. Uh, but we want to know who your favorite is. We want to know who your favorite character is, and all that stuff. So we've got to buzz out of here and too bad. I don't have no James Bond theme music. I don't have the rights to it. Anyhow. No, 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 yeah. No, no, no. Or us walking down a hole like that, you know, that's pretty badass. but I'm going to say from the coach and to the vet, stay tuned, stay tuned, stay tuned. Uh -huh.